0: These past few weeks, we have been gradually making our way through a series on church systems. Last week, we covered the assimilation and discipleship system. Today, we will be looking at the stewardship system and volunteer system. Welcome to the Hacka Podcast. My name is Greg Hackathorn. I hope you all are doing well. It's been another exciting week with the podcast. I can't thank you enough for all the kind words, encouragement, and support that you all have given me. I really am blessed. I'm looking forward to seeing how God is going to continue to grow this podcast and the work that He is going to accomplish through it. With that said, let's start off by talking about the stewardship or giving system. This is the system we use to develop strong givers in the church. It is a difficult subject to teach or talk about, mainly because people are sensitive about money, but also because we have been witnesses of church leaders taking advantage of the generosity of the faithful. We see pastors of large churches using private planes and driving around in cars worth over $100,000. In fact, there is an Instagram account called Preachers and Sneakers. I encourage you to check it out. This Instagram account has over 250,000 followers. And the whole point of the account is to show how expensive the clothes and shoes are that some pastors wear. It's absolutely bonkers. But no matter how we feel, the reality is money is needed for your church to grow. That is why when it comes to stewardship, teaching and modeling is very important. It's not good enough to just teach about giving, but we have to model what it means to be a good steward of what God has blessed us with. That's why we shouldn't be riding around, driving around in insanely expensive cars or living in mansions. Stewardship is important to the spiritual life of every believer. Jesus talked about money very consistently throughout his earthly ministry. Obviously, he didn't do that to gain wealth, as he was a traveling teacher who was effectively homeless, but he taught it because money matters are closely tied to the human heart. Because of the importance of stewardship, it might be helpful uh, to mix in a sermon series on the subject once a year. Not only would this allow you to talk about the subject, but it would give your church the ability to teach and to provide spiritual clarity when it comes to giving and when it comes to money matters within the church. Beyond that, there are a few things that your church might want to look at doing to increase generosity. You can create multiple giving options. Um, we are quickly moving towards a cashless society and no matter how you feel about that, you might uh, not like that. Uh, you might oppose that. But the reality is is most millennials and Gen Zers do not carry cash. I rarely carry cash. I'm constantly either using my card or my phone um, to pay for things. And I can hear some of you just shuddering right now as I say that. But because we do have people like me who attend uh, the church, we need to look at providing other avenues for people to give. At the POS, we have a bank account. We've had it for a number of years now that is designated for people to use. It's set aside specifically for them to direct deposit their giving into that account, their tithe, their offering, whatever, whatever it may be. We also use Tithely. It, it, uh, it's actually spelled tithe.ly. Uh, we use that program in order to accept credit card giving online. I cannot recommend them high enough. They have no monthly fee. Uh, They do charge a percentage per transaction to process the giving, Um, but they also present each giver with the option to cover the fee. So whatever fee you're charged, the processing, the person who is giving the gift, the offering, the the tithe, they are given the option to cover that fee if they would like. Um, They also have an app that your members can download on their phones so they can give whenever they feel prompted. Also, um, they develop apps as well, very uh, good apps, and it's a very simple process. We use them, and there is a giving option uh, connected directly into the platform within the app that they built for us. So I I can't recommend them highly enough. Um, There are other platforms out there that are great as well, so... Uh, don't just go with my recommendation, but do your research before you commit to one. If you don't have one already, or if you're looking to move uh, from uh, move on from another platform, giving platform, uh, give Tidally a look, or look at some of these other options that are out there. We need to have both of these online options: a, a direct credit account, a uh, credit card giving account. We need to use those options because they continue to be critical. As our churches move in and out of lockdowns, those of us, or those who only like to give via cash, it is quite difficult to give right now um, because of the the lockdowns and and they're not actually uh, giving us the opportunity to be open. Um, so these online options have been very critical during these COVID shutdowns. Another thing that you can look at to increase generosity in your church. Uh, It's something I touched on a little bit in the last podcast, but uh, uh, the last podcast on church systems. It's to develop a short offering talk. A short offering talk. These are two to three minute talks that can be used to explain what giving is. You can explain what giving is, talk about why it's important, um, what their giving is going towards, and even testimonies on how God has blessed individuals. Uh, who showed generosity. And of course, you're not going to be using all four of those um, categories in one talk, but you're going to uh, look at uh, a category like explaining what giving is. That could be one talk. Another week, you could talk about why giving is important. Uh, and, and another week, you can talk about uh, what the giving of the church is going towards. Uh, if anything's happening overseas that your church has given money towards, you can talk about that um, when you're introducing the offering, and the most powerful is testimonies, people who share individual testimonies of what God has done in their life when they lived a life of generosity. None of this has to be preachy, it doesn't have to be overly spiritual, um, but the point of the talks is to explain it's not to you know try and force people to give or make people feel bad about not giving that's that's not the point. The point of these talks is to explain what is taking place during the offering. And of course, that goes hand in hand with what I was talking about last week. When we think about uh, guests being in our services, we need to uh, keep them front of mind and remember that, you know, they may not have never been to a church where an offering is taking place, or the only concept that they have of an offering is negative. Um, so this little talk might help you uh, in spurring more generosity within the church. The last couple suggestions that I have uh, when it comes to your stewardship system is to uh, try to take special offerings throughout the year. Um, This would give your members something specific to give towards. So if you hear of a need overseas or um, there is some sort of appeal going on, if there are uh, flood victims, fire victims, um, give your church the opportunity to take a special offering and give specifically towards something. It could be mission-minded. It could be uh, maybe something that you're needing to purchase for the church, but have these special offerings throughout the year because that will continue to help um, encourage your members to give. And finally, uh, think about possibly having your pastor write thank you letters to first-time givers. When you notice someone gives for the first time, um, it might be nice for your pastor to write a letter to them Now, we know that giving is a spiritual mandate, so we shouldn't be getting patted on the back for giving. This is something that God has uh, told us that we need to do, and we do it out of our love and appreciation uh, to God. But for a first-time giver, this is all new to them. So expressing gratitude to them for their gift, no matter how small, is a great way to encourage generosity in their life. And that generosity will ultimately benefit them. They will be blessed by God because they're living a generous life. Now, they may not be blessed financially. Uh, we don't. I don't prescribe to that doctrine. I don't prescribe to that uh, gospel, um, but they will be blessed in one way or another. Well, that's enough about the stewardship system. Now, let's take a look at the volunteer system. Now, the volunteer system is how we mobilize people for ministry. As I mentioned in the first podcast on this, uh, the first podcast episode on this series of episodes about church systems, Paul explained in Romans chapter 12 that the church is the body of Christ, and every member is unique in what they bring to the body. This allows the church to function and allows it to function at a high level. Every person who becomes connected to our churches, has the ability to impact the kingdom of God, if they are given the space to do so. This system, the volunteer system, gives us the ability to plug them in to different areas of service in the church, where they can be most effective based on their skills and personality. And I can't stress that enough that it should be based on their skills and personality, because if you, for someone who... Uh, you know, is a bit of an introvert, but has really good computer skills to be your greeter, they're not going to be successful and uh, they're probably going to stop volunteering. And then also if you uh, have someone who is very bubbly and outgoing, is a a great personality, someone can easily talk to people and you put them behind a computer instead of uh, getting them involved in the greeting ministry, then again, they may um, struggle to Uh, keep to their commitments of volunteering. We need to create avenues for people to get involved in serving at nearly every level of spiritual growth. Now, I'm not saying the day after they attend your church for the first time, you've got them serving in an area, but I think we should have multiple entry points for people to be able to serve at our church. Um, You know, you're not going to necessarily have them being one of your praise singers or or uh, your small group leader, um, but you can definitely get them involved in hospitality or, uh, you know, uh, feeding um, uh, those that are less privileged, uh, reaching out to the community, different ways that you can try and get people involved from the very beginning as much as possible. It shouldn't require someone being at our church for years before they are able to serve in any way. So think about ways that you can get people active. This system works closely with the assimilation discipleship system because people are more likely to stay at a church that they volunteer at. Serving makes them feel a part of the church and they stop saying your church or, you know, uh, the church that I attend and they start saying my church because they are serving and they are part of the church. One of the struggles that pastors and church leaders face all over the world is manpower. Uh, We all experience this. We all struggle with this. Um, Their vision tends to outpace the amount of volunteers they have at their disposal. This often leads to frustration. But did you know that the number one way that someone starts serving, and this kind of blew my mind a bit, but it makes complete sense. The number one way that people uh, begin to serve is when they are asked, when they're simply asked. This is not a general request. You know, this is not an announcement saying we need volunteers. Can someone put their hand up to help us out? But they will respond to a personal invitation to serve. Hey, why don't you get involved with the hospitality team? Hey, why don't you get involved with uh, the greeters? Hey, have you considered uh, helping out in the media department? Uh, We're currently trying to build up our media team uh, before this lockdown has taken place. We're trying to build up our team because we want to have more and more volunteers. And I know two or three different people that are now volunteering on a regular basis for our media team that are doing it because I specifically went up to them and asked them uh, if they would be interested in helping out. And uh, they said, yeah, and, and now they're great team members of our media team. So sometimes it just requires us, uh, sometimes it's just up, up to us to ask people and inspire them to uh, get involved in serving. Leaders can easily see everything that needs to be done, but most of your members are unaware of the many tasks required to organize and run a Sunday service. So maybe it's time that we start asking. Maybe it's time, instead of getting frustrated and trying to do it all ourselves, and, and I'll be the first to put my hand up that I sometimes do that, Maybe it's time that we uh, stop trying to do everything ourselves and start asking people to get involved. Well, that's all I've got on uh, those two systems, on the stewardship system and the volunteer system. Next week, we'll be looking at leadership and the strategic system as we wrap up this series that we have been doing on church systems. I hope uh, this series has been helpful to you. I've got some pretty good feedback Uh, And of course, please uh, feel free to reach out to me if you've got further suggestions, things that we can add to this, uh, or if you would um, like me to help in any way. Thank you for joining me today on the Hacker Podcast. I hope this has been helpful to you and that you can use something from it and implement it in your church where you serve. If you found something useful out of today's episode, I encourage you to please share it with a friend and uh, let them know that they can follow the podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as a number of other platforms, including YouTube. If you search the Hacker Podcast, we were on there. It's just audio form. Uh, We have no video. But uh, yeah, it's just a way that you can listen to it even on YouTube. Speaking of the different platforms, if you have time to leave me a rating and review on the platform where you listen to the podcast, I would uh, really appreciate that. I saw a great review from my friend, Tyrell Thompson, who is a missionary kid. Uh, I saw it the other day, and it made me miss the guy. He was uh, in Sydney for uh, six months or so. Um, I think he was doing school down down in Sydney and uh, had moved back. But um, thanks, Tyrell. I appreciate that, man. And thank you all for your time today. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Hacker Podcast.